Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book, the Gospel of John, chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals and fish, a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you, where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. 
Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but if I will that he remain till I come. What is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Verses 1 through 25, all of the Gospel of John, chapter 21. Father, we thank you once again for the privilege we have of being able to come to you in prayer each and every day, knowing that you always, always, always have a listening ear for the prayers of your children. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity you give us of being able to open your word and spend time one-on-one with you as we read and meditate on your word. And thank you for the grace, the light, the power, the peace, the joy, the strength that pours into our minds and our hearts as we simply take time in your word each and every day. Father, more and more with every passing day, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower each and every one of us to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. We're growing in our love for your word with every passing day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. We're very blessed and honored to have as our phone guest today, Pastor Joe McKeever. He's a pastor, a writer, a cartoonist, and probably wears another hundred hats or so. Pastor Joe, how are you today? Hi, Joseph. Good morning. Great to have you on today. And uh, Pastor Joe, I'm going to ask if you'll take time to further introduce yourself. Now, there are many of our listeners who will probably quickly recognize your name, but then there are many others who may not quite recognize. And of course, we're grateful that amongst other things, you are a guest writer for the AFA Stand. I've written a number of outstanding articles, but there are many other things that you do. So if you would take time to further introduce yourself to our listeners at this time. Thank you, Joseph. I am 83 years old um, and not old at all. I'm just getting started. Mm-hmm. I am a farm boy from Alabama. Um, my dad was a coal miner north of Birmingham, a lot of coal mines, or at least they were. And my dad started inside the coal mines when he was 14, and which would be 1926. I was born in 1940. And we lived for a few years in West Virginia. And then my all my teenage years, we were back on the farm in Alabama. Uh, and my dad continued working in the mines. But my, my mom and dad had five boys and, and two girls. And so on the farm, he was raising boys. And uh, <clears throat> I like to tell how my older brothers got the tractor and I got the mule. And I loved to plow that mule, slowest mule in creation. And we'd get on, sometimes it'd be a mile away from the house. I'd spend all day out there. And I would sing at the top of my lungs. I would pray. I would um, um, whistle. I would make up jokes. And anyway, saved when I was 11 years old. And not baptized. Nobody ever asked me to be baptized. So I was baptized when I was 19, going to college in Birmingham and started going to a wonderful church there where I met my wife, where I was called into the ministry and baptized and ordained when I was 22 years old, right out of college. Pastored six churches uh, for 42 years and then was for five years uh, what we Baptists call director of missions. 
for all the Southern Baptist churches of Metro New Orleans. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, when Hurricane Katrina went through in 2005, it devastated the Mississippi Gulf Coast, but in New Orleans, it broke levees and flooded the city. And so I was a leader of the Southern Baptist churches during that time. And uh, <clears throat> so um, that that's my pastoring, that's my experience. And writing, I've always written all the way back. Um, as I said, I'm 83. The first published article I think I had, I was probably... I might have been 30 years old, so I've done it all my life. And the website, uh, which is my name, joemckeever.com, we've done that for 20 years, and I uh, put stuff on there about every two days. So there are actually thousands of articles on there. I direct it toward pastors and church leaders. And uh, so these online magazines are always picking it up and picking up articles and using them. So I'll get notes from people, and they'll say, let me ask you about this, and I have to go back and see, what are they talking about? Because I wrote that three years ago. It's a wonder of the Internet. I like to think about radio, which we're on right now. Um, when I was pastoring, I often had a day, daily radio program, and I thought, boy, you're really doing this by faith, because you're talking here. You don't see another soul. I don't. I'm in my kitchen. Uh, back here, right outside of Jackson, Mississippi. I don't see another soul. And you just assume that there are people listening to you. And so you're doing it by faith. Well, that's what it is when you write. You post something, put it out there, and you pray that God will use it. I love that little verse in Psalm 102. I forget what verse it is. It says, this will be written for a generation to come that a people yet to be born may praise the Lord. So we write for that purpose. I've written seven books and had published a whole bunch of cartoon books of years. Now, about the cartooning, when I was a kid, um, my, I was five years old, my, my poor mama had all seven of her children she had in a nine-year span. Poor mom. But we loved it because we grew up together. And so... Uh, when I was five, mom had four, had three in school. One of them was with the Lord, but three in school and three at home. And uh, I remember the day that mom, who was always working, cleaning, cooking, she put my three-year-old sister and me at the kitchen table, gave us pencil and paper, and said rather sternly, now sit there and draw. And what she meant was stay busy and out of my way. And I discovered that way, Joseph, that I loved to draw. I kept doing it. And through the years, I would. my dad always took the daily newspaper, and I loved the comic strips, and I would practice drawing them. Well, when I went to the first grade, Nauvoo, Alabama, uh, the other children would gather around and watch me draw. First grade. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I can outdraw any group of first graders you'll ever meet. That's a little joke. <laughs> Mm-hmm. My wife used to say I was the oldest person in the world whose mother still put his artwork on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. My sister Carolyn owns a farmhouse now where we grew up right on the Walker, Winston County line in Alabama. And Carolyn's done a, re- done a lot of renovation to it, but she left the drawings I had done for mom. Mom died in 2012. Carolyn left the drawings on the fridge I had done. So mm-hmm. I don't know how many cartoons I have done, uh, how many books of cartoons I've done over the years, 
Bedford Press in Nashville puts one of my cartoons on their website every day. So if you go to bpnews.net or just type in Bedford Press, you can go there and see my daily cartoon. So um, that's the cartooning, that's the writing, and that's the preaching. And in retirement, I've been retired since '09, and I'm still doing all those things. I, I still cartoon every day. In fact, yesterday, I set 25 cartoons to Badges Press, and they'll put one a day on there. Um, this morning on the phone, uh, excuse me, on Internet, I uh, sent messages to two pastors whom I am counseling. One of them has just been terminated and uh, abruptly, really difficult situation. So I'm ministering to him and praying for him. And the other one is not a pastor, but he's filling in for his pastor Sunday. So he wrote to me yesterday and wanted some counsel about what he was doing. So we're going back and forth. So this is this is my joy. I'm teaching a Sunday school class Sunday at my church. My, my wife and I belong to First Baptist Church of Jackson, Mississippi, a church that I served on staff 50 years ago in the early 1970s. And so I'll have a bunch of old guys in there about my age. And um, so I teach it about every three or four weeks. And I love to do it because it gives me time to really study. And uh, so it's on Mark chapter one, this Sunday, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, and I guess that's the answer to the question. That's who I am and that's what I do. Mm. Well, I appreciate you sharing uh, the rich background and uh, colorful background that you have come uh, come through as a, a minister of the gospel. And again, having served in so many, kind of wearing so many different hats in the kingdom of God, interesting. And thank you for sharing that. Our phone guest today is uh, Pastor Joe McKeever, uh, pastor, writer, cartoonist, amongst other things. We'll be right back. Take the lead And I'll 
music of Covenant Church with Let My Heart Dance. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Joe McKeever. He's a, a pastor, a writer, a cartoonist, amongst other things, in the kingdom of God. And we're grateful to have him on with us. And Pastor Joe, I'm going to ask, at this time, would you pray for our listeners that they would have ears to hear because the Lord is going to speak to the heart of every single listener, probably in a different way. But would you pray for every listener to hear? I'll be happy for you. Father, thank you for this privilege. Thank you that Joseph and I have the opportunity of speaking and sharing as you lead us. And we pray now for the people who are on the other end of this connection, because he and I do not know who they are, but do know. And we're grateful for that. And so we pray for them. Father, give them hearts to hear, to hear what your Spirit says to them. Even if they don't remember a thing, he and Joseph and I say, maybe hear what your Spirit says to them. And we pray that this will be Time well spent for eternity's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And Father, to thank you and I praise you for every listener. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and the grace and the journey that you've had Pastor Joe McKeever on. And thank you for the wealth of wisdom and experience that you've blessed him to be able to share with others. Lord, anoint the minds, ears, heart, and understanding of every single listener with an even greater anointing so that they'll be abundantly receptive to your word and your will and your spirit and do a perfect work in the heart of every listener. Stir us all to become much more faithful disciples and prayer warriors than we were before this broadcast started. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. And let me remind our listeners, too, once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And in part, uh, part of what uh, Pastor Joe will be dealing with is sharing about the critical place of prayer in the life and the ministry of the church. And let me remind you, you know, one truth that is just true for every believer, everyone can use help strength and encouragement in their prayer life. And I want to remind you once again of a couple of prayer tools that we would be glad to share with you. Just email us and let us know if you'd like to receive them. One of them is entitled Kingdom Prayers. It has about 10 biblically-based prayers that we'd like to get to you. And the other one is a prayer based on Psalm 91. And we would encourage you to get both and use them. In fact, praying them daily would be a wise thing. So again, just see, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. And we'll be glad to share those with you. But Pastor Joe, I want to ask if you'll dive right in. You know, of all the different aspects of the life and the work of the church, to, for too many, even individual believers and the church, it seems that many times believers struggle when it comes to prayer. And of all the yes, church sir. church meetings that people have, often, too often the most poorly attended meeting is the prayer meeting in the life of a church. Would you share your thoughts about that? Uh, many years ago, Joseph, I was reading a little book on how to help your child come to faith in Christ. It had 35 chapters, and the title of chapter 35 was, Finally, All You Can Do Is Pray. Well, I, I was offended by that then, and I'm offended now, because that indicates that's the last thing and the least thing you can do where you and I believe it's the first thing and it's the best thing you can do. Mm, Pray for your child. Pray for those that you're, who are in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, in, a, in a few weeks, a couple of weeks, I'm traveling north of Jacksonville, Florida, 
I'm going to be speaking to about 40 pastors there at a luncheon, and these are retired pastors. And so the the man who invited me said, talk to them about embracing God's call uh, into the retirement years. And, of course, and the very first thing I want to say to them is, guys, Go back to the one who called you into this work in the first place and say, now, Father, what is your assignment for me? Because we assume, you know, if a guy's retired, then uh, he's not the pastor of a church, but he's still serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. I I run into people who say, you know, there's no retirement in the Bible. And I say, well, it would be good if you knew your Bible because you know that's not true. Because in the Old Testament, several times God says the priests are, re- are to retire when they're 50 years old. So retirement is in the Bible, but it's retirement from being priests in the Old Testament. There's not one. There's not retirement in the New Testament. And of course, you know, we, when God called me to preach, excuse me, when he called me into the ministry, I was 21 years old, senior in college. And the interesting thing is he did not call me to preach. The call, and I just seem to remember, he said, I want you in the ministry. Not, I suppose, well, my ministry has taken several turns over the years, and sometimes it was being a staff member on church. When I, up front here, I told you I pastored six churches for 42 years. What I did not say was at one church, I served as assistant pastor for three years. And another church went before I went to seminary. I served a little church as assistant pastor for, for six months. But anyway, whatever we're doing, whether our ministry is teaching some school class or whatever it is, we do it by faith. I tell people, you will never, ever do anything that is more of faith than when you pray. Now, think of this, Joseph. When you pray, you're talking to somebody you cannot see and have never seen. In fact, you can't even prove he exists. Now, you've got some arguments and some reasons, but you can't prove that God exists, you, yet you believe that he is. And you believe that he is there, that he is listening to you, that he cares. You believe that he will answer the prayer. And here's the kicker. You will never know in this life whether God answered that prayer or not, for the simple reason you don't know what would have happened had you not prayed. Mm. So a skeptic would say, well, that, how do you know that wouldn't have happened anyway? You don't. You do it by faith. You know, Habakkuk 2, 4, the just shall live by faith. Mm. And that's all the scripture. That verse is, is quoted in, in several places, Romans 1, 17, Galatians 2, 11, Hebrews 10, 38, the just shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. And so, as I say, we do radio by faith, we mm-hmm. write by faith, we preach by faith. I mm-hmm. tell pastors, many a pastor, every, probably every pastor has had this happen. Uh, after church, you go home, pastor says to his wife, well, sermon didn't work today, the whole service was dead on arrival, um, you know, and the phone rings. And somebody on the other end of the phone says, oh, pastor, how did you know? That was exactly what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. 
And mm. the pastor hangs up the phone and says to his wife, I don't have a clue. <laughs> and that's the truth, Joseph. Mm. You really do not know what God will do. It reminds me of that line in Ecclesiastes 11 mm-hmm. that says, In the morning, sow your seed. Mm-hmm. And in the evening, withhold not your hand. But mm-hmm. you do not know which will prosper, either this one or that one, or whether they will both alike be good. Well, Pastor so Joe, you and I sow the seed, mm-hmm. we leave the results to God. Would you um, would you take time, Pastor Joe? Would you take time now specifically to pray for the the prayer lives of pastors? You know, because I think of this just what you just shared. It's so important for us to know that through it's largely through prayer that we walk with God. And again, the reality is so many. Well, your average pastor often will struggle with prayer. I mean, just that's just a reality. Would you, would you pray for the prayer lives of pastors? Father, thank you. Thank you for hearing us. And Lord, thank you that that our ministries exist by prayer. And we know that you will keep reminding your pastors of that because you will, you're not above letting us fail because we did this in the flesh and not in the spirit. So, Lord, we pray for pastors, Lord. Make them people of prayer because people are learning from them how to pray. And yet many a pastor struggles with prayer. Please use Joseph and me and the things that we're sharing this morning to help them because you have taken all the work out of praying. The Holy Spirit is interceding for us. The Lord Jesus is interceding for us. Father, you're on our side. You're pulling for us. So help us to be people of prayer and to not let the enemy scare us away from it. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 May, uh, I, may I elaborate on what I just said? Yes, sir. Please do. Okay. Um, Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 is one of the great verses about prayer. Right in the middle of it, it says, we do not know how to pray as we should. Mm-hmm. Well, Joseph, I knew that, and you knew that, but it's so good to know that the Bible knows that. The Apostle Paul knew that. We do not know how to pray as we should. Uh, okay. Now, but it's okay, because that whole verse, listen to the whole verse. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So here's, a, here's the problem. The problem is we do not know how to pray as we should. The provision is that the Holy Spirit um, is going to help us in our weakness. And the way he does that is that he intercedes for us with groanings to the words. Uh, there's a little, I, I don't know whether people, you know, sometimes a pastor will say, now the Greek word here means so-and-so, and I, I, I can just see people's eyes glaze over, you know. But that, there's a great word here. In Romans 8, 26, verse, uh, uh, right there it says, in the same way the Spirit also helps our weakness. The word helps is five letters in the English and 17 letters in the Greek. Mm-hmm. In the Greek, it's senantilambanomai. Now, it's made up of several kind of word suffix or prefix. The word, uh, the prefix sin, S-Y-N, means together or with, like in sync, synchronize. 
and then it's um, anti, A-N-T-I, which means opposite to or in front of or against. So together and opposite to, and then lambanomai is a form of the Greek verb meaning to lift. So you put it all together, and what that verse is saying, the Holy Spirit gets on the other side of our burden and together with us lifts it. Mm. I love that. I love mm. it. Makes me think of um, a man tries to work a cross-cut saw by himself. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You cannot use a cross-cut saw by himself. But a friend gets on the other end of it and opposite to you, together with you, you're able to saw. It's like mm. a kid on a seesaw. Mm-hmm. You know, with just one child with playground, he's very frustrated. He needs somebody on the other end. And so the Holy Spirit is on the other end of our prayer. I like to think, Joseph, that he is taking my prayers, uh, which are like baby talk, and translating them into heavenly language. Now, that's verse 26. It says he intercedes for us. Verse 34 of Romans 8 says the Lord Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. So verse 26, the Holy Spirit is interceding. Verse 34, the Lord Jesus is interceding. And if you want to do some really bad theology, you could say the Father is outvoted before he starts because the, the Spirit and the Son are interceding for us. However, right in the middle of those is verse 31, Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God's for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. And it's not saying if God's for us, it's saying since he is for us, because you just spent the first 30 verses of Romans 8 establishing God is for us. So mm-hmm. God is for us, the Holy Spirit's interceding for us, the Lord Jesus is interceding for us. Why aren't you praying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent, excellent point. So, uh, well, we're coming up on a break again in just a few moments here, though. But on the other side of the break, uh, uh, Pastor Joe, I'm going to ask if you'll specifically pray for the prayer ministry of the church. You know, the reality is that uh, I know in in my years as a pastor, I've observed this, that churches that have really effective prayer ministries, often you see so much more life and vibrant just just activity than churches that don't. And so when churches make prayer the priority God is calling us to, you clearly can see a difference. So on the other side of the break, I want to ask if you'll specifically pray for the prayer lives of and the prayer ministries of churches as well, as well as there are just a few other things we want to touch on as well. Our phone guest today is Pastor Joe McKeever. He's a pastor, writer, cartoonist, and many other things as well. We'll be right back.
Andrew Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Pastor Joe McKeever, and we're grateful to have him with us today. And uh, Pastor Joe, once again, if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about your ministry or just go online and find some of the articles you've written, tell them how they can do that. Um, I have a website. JoeMcKeever.com, J-O-E, McKeever's, M-C-K-E-E-V-E-R.com. And my website is just, I mean, that's my website, and my email is just Joe at JoeMcKeever.com. So it's very simple. Okay. All righty. I'm going to ask at this time, Pastor Joe, would you specifically pray for the prayer ministries of local churches and the church as a whole, please? Father, we remember that in all four Gospels, our Lord Jesus said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. Quoting Isaiah. And uh, that's been in your heart. And the Lord Jesus told those people they had turned it into a den of thieves. I don't think we've done that in most cases, but I fear that while we have turned your house into a house of worship, house of fellowship, house of teaching, and all these are good, but we have left behind the first one. So few of our churches are really houses of prayer anymore. And we know that's not remedied by a vote of the congregation or by changing the bylaws. It is remedied one by one by one. This deacon starts praying. This mama starts praying. This child starts praying. And little by little, it becomes a house of prayer. So we pray for that, Father. And Lord, would you help our pastors and ministers to show them how, to know how, to do it, and then to encourage prayer. Sometimes we put so many... um, structures around it must be this way must be that way and a friend of mine says nothing never happens when you pray something always happens when you pray thank you for hearing our prayer father we pray for america america's lost right now father we pray for our president and his team and for the people you're raising up to be 
to lead our nation in the future. Would you bless them right now and those who are teaching them? Father, we pray for our, our homes, our mothers and dads and grandparents and children. Oh, Father, give us godly homes. And people who believe in prayer, I think of my own children and the years that I've prayed for them, and I do pray for them. And I remember one time, maybe 40 years ago, when you said to me one morning as I was praying, if you're not going to pray for your children, who do you think is? And ever since, Lord, I have prayed for my children. And you told me about one of them who was struggling. You said to me, you can quit asking now and start giving thanks. Because you had that, you had heard my prayer, hadn't answered it yet, but you'd heard it. So, Lord, help us to be faithful in praying and listening to you and obeying you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for godly parents and grandparents. Thank you for those who pray. Thank you for those who pray and who have not yet seen their prayers answered. Oh, help them to be faithful, to persist in prayer. I always think about Bartimaeus there, the blind beggar of Jericho, when they tried to discourage him, the Bible says he called out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy, and he would not be hushed. May we not be hushed. May we pray faithfully until you have answered us, until you have shown us what you want to do. I remember that verse in Isaiah where you said, you who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves and give him no rest until we make Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. So, Lord, help us to be faithful in praying. And thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. How we thank you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. And, Father, to thank you for the wonderful blessing of the ministry of prayer in the church. Thank you for churches that are wise enough to make it a priority to have an effective prayer ministry. Father, pour out upon the church as a whole afresh, pour up, out upon the church the spirit of prayer, stir us to be the praying church you would have us to be, the interceding church, the church that takes very serious the importance of living lives full of prayer. You told us in your word to pray without ceasing. More and more teach us and empower us to live that out. Help us to never assume that that's impossible, that there's no way, because you wouldn't tell us to do something we cannot do but you clearly tell us to do things we can do in your power, in your wisdom, and in your grace. Stir us more and more to be the praying church you would have us to be every day. Set us on fire fresh with the spirit of prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Well, Pastor Joe, I wanted to ask you also, would you pray specifically for marriages and the institution of marriage as well? You know, I've heard it said that Right at about 75% of marriages are unhappy. And so what a tragic uh, statistic to, to read. But at the same time, marriage can, can be and is supposed to be a wonderful institution created by God. But how important it is that husbands and wives make it a priority to pray together every day. They make, pr they make prayer center uh, of their relationship. So would, would you specifically lift marriages and the institution of marriage up in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for your hand upon our marriages, for leading us together and leading us through those difficult times of marriage, raising the children. I think back to my own time, Father, when my children were young and 
the stress and how important it was to pray for the back porch where my wife and I would sit out there and pray and pray about everything and anything. And sometimes that shade tree where we would go sit on a picnic and and go over the scripture, and then we'd pray together. Father, thank you for that. And Lord, we pray for husbands and wives as they pray for each other, also to pray with each other, and therefore to find a strength that they did not know they had. Father, we pray that they will persevere during the stressful times that are all that are part of marriage, are part of life, and be their strength. And give them the victory in their heart of hearts. We pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor Joe, our time is almost gone. Just one more thing I want to ask if you'll lift up in prayer. Would you pray for children and youth in our culture and pray for the ministry of the church to children and youth, please? Father, thank you for thank and I look back to my own life and for churches that I loved and that loved me. Father, give us churches that will love the children and teachers who will love the children and not just give them laws, but give them love and hugs and understanding and parents, Father, who will be patient and teach their children. We pray for the children. I think back to the time I used to walk up that West Virginia mountaintop praying in the morning and when I would not say amen because to me it felt like closing the closing the connection. I just want to close it. I want to always be in touch. So, Father, we pray for children who love you and who are growing in you. Oh, nurture them and give them teachers and parents and grandparents who will pray for them. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in children. And God bless them, we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. And Father, to thank you and I praise you for the, the ministry that you've called us as the church to, to reach out and minister to our children and our youth. What a privilege, what an honor, as well as a great responsibility you lay before us in sharing the gospel with our children and our youth. And uh, again, Lord, thank you for the fact that there's nothing our children need more than Jesus. Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and mercy. Empower us to be the church that is passionate about sharing the gospel and discipling our children, as as Pastor Joe mentioned, in love, in grace, and in patience. Help us to know, Lord, that, again, these are your children, and they're precious to you, and help them to be precious in our eyes as the church as well. And help us to never make the mistake of pushing the children to the aside. But you said, let the children come to me. And, Lord, help us to live continually with that same heart, perspective and attitude in the way we care ourselves as the church. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Pastor Joe, our time is just about gone. Would you share with our listeners one more time, if someone wants to email you or get in touch with you or learn more about your ministry, share with them one more time how they can do that. Thank you. I'll give you my website and my email. Website is joemckeever.com Just my name, dot com. J-O-E McKeever's M-C-K-E-E-V-E-R, V is in Virginia, M-C-K-E-E-V-E-R, JoeMcKeever.com. And the email is joe at JoeMcKeever.com. All right. And, of course, if people would like to get some of your uh, cartoons as well, can they go to the same website? 
Uh, there are no cartoons on there because this is uh, I write for pastors and church leaders. Okay. It, it probably the easiest way, Joseph, would be to just to Google Joe McKeever cartoons mm-hmm. or send me a note and I'll send you a ton. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Pastor Joe. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession, and as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you have never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to get saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply right now, from your heart, pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, by faith, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Become my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ to help you put roots down deep as you learn to walk with the Lord. Please, please get in touch with us again. That email, joseph at afr.net. Pastor Joe, thank you once again for being with us, and please keep up the great work for the Lord. Thank you, your privilege. All right. And we invite every listener, please pray much for Pastor Joe McKeever as he continues to serve the Lord. And please continue to pray for the ministry of the Hour of Intercession. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.